0: Make it three in a row for the Vancouver Canucks, taking down the New York Rangers at Madison Square Garden as they kick off a four-game road trip. A little streak in the works for the Vancouver Canucks as they take on the lowly Devils tomorrow. Maybe some potential to get a little bit of a run going i hope you guys enjoyed the game i sure did as always we'll break it down for you uh step by step i'll give you my thoughts of the game i'll give you a hint there's not very many minuses and there are quite a few pluses as a pretty solid win from the vancouver canucks first period was a little shaky but they came out in the second and put it basically to bed made it a little interesting late uh but they hang on for the 5-2 victory over the new york rangers so it is thatcher demko in goal for the vancouver canucks it is alexander georgiev in net for the rangers which is good for the canucks because shesterkin is like 25 5 and 3 or something along those lines i think he maybe won yesterday or did they lose yesterday one nothing or something like that i don't know he's basically unbeatable he's got like a 940 save percentage georgiev on the other hand not so much uh more in the in the 880s 890s somewhere along there so the canucks should be able to go in and, and maybe get some work done and thatcher demko is put to work early he robs zabenjad early with a cross cra- uh, cross crease pad save and then tanner pearson going the other way just three minutes into this game has the shift of his life he comes in his first shot he misses the net he gets a second opportunity it's a dangerous uh chance and a good save by Georgiev. and then he holds the line plays it down low, holds, uh, keeps the puck in the offensive zone. JT Miller with a great pass to find him, and Tanner Pearson beats Georgiev this time, and it is nothing Canucks is 10th of the season, and then the Rangers keep coming. Uh, Chris Kreider robbed for the first time of many uh, on a, a nice little backhand play. Uh, Demko uh, gets the pad down, glove in position to keep it a one nothing game. Canucks get their first kill of the game on a Luke Chandelay of game. Kreider again robbed cross-crease pass, uh, so a Solid kill there. And the Canucks are back to the kill because Bob Colson takes a tripping penalty. And then for the third time this period, Chris Kreider is robbed by Thatcher Demko. The left pad this time, an unreal save. And then he makes another great save as time is about to expire on the power play. It's Keandre Miller um, uh, with, a, with a good chance, but he is denied as well. And then the Canucks go the other way. JT Miller plays it across to Tyler Myers, who finally gets his first goal this season in something like 54 games or however many it has been. Uh, and the Canucks get off to a two nothing lead to end the first period shots in the first period for the Vancouver Canucks uh, 11 for the New York Rangers 13, uh, which doesn't tell the whole story. You look at that and you think, okay, it's a pretty even first period. But Thatcher Demko was the difference in that first period. The the, uh, the New York Rangers had so many high-danger chances. Three from Chris Kreider alone. Kendra Miller had that one. They were credited per natural stat trick with nine high danger scoring chances in the first period alone that is not very caught co- like nine in a game would be a pretty mediocre game for a team nine in a period is unreal and thatcher demko stops them all so we go to the second period and the canucks start strong that grinder line the motto line as it seems to have been uh as it seems to have been named uh, they get on the board first. It's Luke Shen with a point shot, a great tip by John Pond, Yuho Lamico, over the shoulder of Georgiev, and it's 3-0 Canucks. The Rangers get a chance halfway through, and this time it's Chris Kreider for the fourth time high-danger scoring chance on a breakaway this time, and Demko shuts him down with the blocker, another Rangers power play that gets killed off well, uh, and then Elias Pettersson gets held. Canucks go to their first power play, and it is dominant. They keep the puck in the offensive zone the whole time. There's about a 1 minute and 50 second stretch before a whistle where the Canucks just are set up in the offensive zone. The Rangers are clearly exhausted. Canucks don't capitalize until after the whistle. Uh and it's an Oliver Ekman-Larsson shot that gets tipped in by Matthew Highmore, his third of the season on the power play, uh and it is four nothing Vancouver as we end the second period. Shots 15 to 6 in favor of the Canucks, so they answer back from that, you know, that period where they they had some holes defensively. Uh they answer back, they get a couple more goals and they uh they shut the Rangers out for another period. In the third, though, the Rangers do get on the board about halfway through, and it's a failed clear by Travis Hamnick. Canucks are a little bit lazy getting the puck out of the zone. Eventually, it winds up on the stick of Hamnick. He has the easy play to go off the boards and out. He tries to force it up the middle instead. He fires it right at Mika Zibanejad, who holds the line. He feeds it across to Alexi Lafreniere, who scores to make it four to one. And then they score again, just about four minutes later. Uh, And this time, it's Strom banging home a rebound, uh, who got behind Luke Shen, that's luke shen's one job on that play is to there oh there's one guy near the net and the plays at the point your job is to clear the crease out right keep that guy away from the net so even if a shot gets through it's an easy save and any rebounds are gobbleable up that's not a word but he, he can demko can corral them because there's no one crashing the net uh that doesn't happen strom is able to whack away at it and score uh so it's four two and we're feeling a little bit nervous But the Canucks hang on. The net's empty with three to play. Patterson scores uh, about a minute later. Nice little backhand from the other side of the blue line. And the Canucks take this one five to two. Shots in the third period. 14 to eight in favor of the Rangers. Overall 34, 33 in favor of the Canucks. So pretty even on the score clock. And honestly, I think it was a pretty even game. Like I said, the Rangers had more high danger chances early on, and it really could have had the game run away from them if it wasn't Thatcher, Demko, and Nett. Uh, But the Canucks hang on, and, uh, and they play pretty well. An excellent second period, better than the Rangers' first period, and the third period was kind of score effects. Canucks sort of sat back on their heels and let the Rangers come to them uh, while they were up four, And they hung on for the 5-2 win. So as always, we get to my pluses and my minuses. The first plus three straight wins for the Vancouver Canucks, who their playoff chances dipped all the way down to like 6%. They're on the rise a little bit right now. Um, I think, did the Oilers win today? The Oilers lost in regulation today. So that's big uh, for the Canucks, because the Oilers hold that final wild card spot at the moment. Actually, I guess Dallas probably holds it right now, uh, as they got a win today. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, they beat, uh, they beat Buffalo today. So the Canucks are in the mix still, uh, they are uh, now four games above 500, which if you had told us that on December 4th, we would not have believed you. Uh, and it's five wins out of their last six, more importantly, right? The Canucks are, are going on a little bit of a run. Has this updated? I want to see. Yeah. The Canucks are seven and three in their last 10. And that's basically the pace they're going to have to hold for the rest of the season. If they want to make the playoffs, it's not going to be easy, but it's not completely impossible. The bigger plus, though, is Thatcher Demko. And we say this every time. He's had like one or two off nights this year. Tonight was not one of them. He was fantastic in the first period. Uh, and if I take a look here, I want to look at... Uh, so expected goals in the first period were uh, 1.7 for the Rangers to about one for the Canucks. So uh, 1.7 goals saved to expected in the first period alone. Expected goals for the entire game. Uh, the Rangers at uh, 3.75 and the Canucks at 2.76. So the Rangers higher analytically, and it really comes out of those high danger chances, 19 for the Rangers, 10 for the Vancouver Canucks, even though of course these similar shots are similar. It's those high danger chances, uh, getting into those dangerous areas around the Canucks down on the heat map. It is just dark red. Um, but Thatcher Demko is absolutely phenomenal. And Hey, you're allowed to have a good goalie and the Canucks really do and, uh, and he, is a, th- he is the biggest reason that the Canucks get the win tonight. He also got an assist on that Elias Pettersson goal, his second of the year, his third of his career, uh, which is nice. Nice to see the goalies get recognized on the score sheet a little bit. Uh, speaking of streaks, JT Miller uh, has extended his point streak up to six games now. And in those six games, he has 13 points. So over two points a game over the last six games, four goals nine assists with his two assists tonight in the first period. Oh, and Elias Petterson continues his streak as well. Thanks to the empty netter. Uh, he has four goals and seven assists. So 11 points in his last five games. So the two of them are on a tear right now. Again, Pettersson's was just an empty netter, but it counts. It still goes on the score sheet. Um, and I, honestly, Pettersson and, and Miller both had, had really solid games tonight. Uh, and this was, one of those sort of vintage Canucks games, right? Where you have JT Miller getting multiple points, which we've seen so often. We have the, the motto line, the Tyler Mott, uh, Matt Highmore and, uh, and you line just buzzing uh, and being absolutely fantastic. You have Elias Pettersson drawing a penalty, which is always going to happen. And then you have Thatcher Demko being an absolute stud. And it's all of the sort of pieces work together for the Canucks and they get goals from a bunch of unlikely players, right? Tanner Pearson, 10 goals this year, right? Probably on pace for about 17 goals. He doesn't score that often. Tyler Myers gets his first. Yuho Lamico gets his sixth. Highmore gets his third. Um, so honestly the getting a lot of uh, secondary scoring tonight when the, the top guys weren't able to get the puck in the net. Um, so those are things that you'll take. Speaking of Elias Pettersson, that reverse hit on, I think it's Charlie Lindgren. Uh, phenomenal love that, uh, on the, on the wall in the defensive No, it was the offensive zone where he makes the reverse hit and then does a little deke basically through his legs. He he's so he's so back. I love it. Uh, and then my last plus is Tyler Myers. Tyler Myers had a good game tonight. Uh, I want to see how many, how many minutes did he play 21 minutes. So not a crazy night for him, but he gets the goal. He gets an assist on the high goal, second assist, but he's a plus two, two shots, two hits, two blocks. And he had that one really good defensive play in the Canucks zone. I think it was basically a breakaway opportunity and he reached around with that 12-foot stick and smacked the puck away. Uh, Tyler Myers was great tonight. And uh, if that's the Tyler Myers we see more often, I am very, very happy about it. I do have a couple of minuses, though. Um, the Canucks let a lot of dangerous stuff go on in the first period. And like I said, it could have been a very different game if if someone not named Thatcher Demko was in net for the Canucks. Uh, but they held tight and they held on. Uh, and my other minus, uh, Luke Shen, um, uh, and I, you know, Travis Hamnett can be up there too. Cause I mean, I mentioned him on the, on the bad giveaway to Zibanejad and I, I don't think he was excellent. He didn't really stand out to me tonight. He was the only minus No, him and Brad hunt were the only minuses on the defense tonight. Uh, but Luke Shen he was showing his lack of foot speed tonight uh there was two breakaway opportunities that he got beat on uh and then he let strome behind him on the second rangers goal uh i think he uh he did get an assist though which is good for him but he got beat quite a bit uh in the defensive end and only three hits that's pretty low for luke shen um although that was the most on the team but still it's low for luke shen all right that's my thoughts on this game as my chair breaks on me um and now it's time To go to your thoughts uh as always we take your thoughts and your questions uh throughout here so if you want to get those in now is your chance we're probably going to go for about 35 minutes tonight i have work to do so i'm going to be jumping off at a pretty reasonable time tonight debut hunter going to lead us off you're saying against the flames it was all stars who scored uh and and that is true Uh, in this game it was lamico again highmore pearson and myers getting a good mix across games lately that is true uh, and that's something that you need to succeed, right? Cause if you look at your best players and let's say you have a few 30 goal scores, well, on average, they score once every three games, right? So if you expect a guy like Elias Pettersson, JT Miller, Brock Besser to score every game, you're, you're going to be disappointed. There's going to be games where none of them get on the score sheet and Pettersson did with an empty netter, but you are going to need that secondary scoring to prop them up. And fortunately for the Canucks, they have that one line that seems to be so good defensively and then have the, these little, um, these, these nights where they're just absolutely fantastic. Um, and and they were tonight, they were absolutely great tonight. Uh, do do, do. Richard saying that Travis Aminick almost gave the game away. That is uh, a little fair. Um, Manuel's being negative. I'm not even going to put that on screen. Um, James saying, "I'm impressed. Didn't think the Canucks would pull off another high-scoring game." Yeah, I mean, we look at that's something I also didn't uh, that I wanted to mention too. We look at the last uh, few games for the Canucks. They have scored um, four goals or more in their last five games. They lost seven four to the Ducks uh, a week ago. They beat the Kraken five two. They beat the Flames seven one, and they beat the Rangers five two. So, they have only allowed five goals in their last three games, which is great. uh, And they have scored seventeen. In those last three games so that is phenomenal for the Canucks and just so you know the Vancouver Canucks for the first time maybe all season maybe they had it at the very beginning at some point the Vancouver Canucks have a positive goal differential for the first time probably since October they have 152 goals for 151 goals against the Elias Patterson empty netter got them back on that side uh, which is absolutely excellent uh, to see, keep in mind the admission Oilers are only a plus five. So, you know, maybe in reach a little bit, at least in that mark. Kevin Punter saying that Miller is still undefeated against the Rangers. Well, maybe if he played for them, they would be undefeated too. But, you know, they're going to have to pay a lot now. Um, <laughs> and I, it was funny that Lafreniere scored too uh, in this game. Uh, let's see here. Justin saying Canucks win five of last six, including Toronto, Calgary, and the Rangers? Do we believe that is fair? Keep in mind, they got outplayed by Toronto, <laughs> and this game was pretty even, and analytically would say that they got outplayed, although I think it was really just one period. Uh, and yeah, they, they blew the doors off of Calgary at, at the end of a 10-game winning streak, so don't get too ahead of yourselves, right? There's still games where they're not playing their absolute best. Keep in mind, the New York Rangers are one of the worst players five on five not one of the worst but they're like they're not in like the top 15 of five five on five teams at least analytically they get beat uh handily almost every game at five on five the difference for them is their goaltending which is a big thing for the canucks too right the canucks are pretty decent at five on five terrible at special teams and then their goaltender props them up uh so it's very similar to the canucks in a way where it's just fantastic goaltending maybe giving a little bit more uh a little bit more credence to the results of the team uh, than they maybe deserve, but again, you are allowed to have a good goalie. But in my opinion, the thing is, like, if they didn't, if you look at the difference between Shosturkin for the Rangers and and Georgiev for the Rangers, like Shesterkin is legitimately in Hart Trophy conversations, and he should be because if if they had an average goalie there, and again, you look at their team uh, on on the analytical side. Uh, they are not that good. It just helps that they have like this, the third least goals against in the NHL because they have a phenomenal goalie who's putting up a 940 save percentage, which would be the second greatest of all time if he's able to hold that through the rest of the season. Uh, Aisha saying that Myers had a great game today. Wouldn't be surprised if he gets the belt. I don't think they do the belt on the road, but maybe they do, but I don't think they do, but they should. So. Yeah, I'd say if I had to give it out tonight, again, it's I Demko's going to get it eventually. Uh, or did he get it last game? He got it last game, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I think I think Tyler Myers probably deserves it tonight. I would think that would be fair. Uh, Justin saying almost a Gordie Howe, hat he, uh, Gordie Howe hat trick. Yeah. And he had the opportunity. He had the, uh, the last 25 minutes of the game. He just needed the fight, but he didn't get he didn't get in one think I'm saying it's the hope that kills you. That is true. Canucks one point back of Anaheim, which is not the bar, but three off of Edmonton, five off of Vegas. That's the crazy thing, Uh, how Vegas started the season so poorly and then went on a huge run and now they're falling apart again. Um, and we can talk about all this cap circumvention stuff like, oh, it just so happens that Mark stone is out for the rest of the season. When Eichel comes back, uh, even though he just played the all-star game, I mean, clearly Mark stone is injured and they would clearly love to have Mark stone in the lineup right now. Uh, cause they are, they are bleeding, uh, and, uh, and they are just, they're fallen further and further down the standings, right? Four points, uh, off of the Vancouver Canucks, unless they're doing something tonight. And that's why you said five. Uh, Vegas, where's Vegas? No, they don't play tonight. Uh, the Canucks are only four points back of Vegas, which is crazy to say, uh, at this point of the season, it's not a great division. Uh, (laughs) Um, let's see here. Uh, Agam saying, do you think the Canucks play Halak tomorrow? I feel like it's so important. You got to play Thatcher. Uh, This is such a hard question because again, Are you going to play Thatcher Demko 70 times this season? I don't think you should. However, he gives you the best chance to win night in, night out. When do they play after that? They have a couple days off after that. They play tomorrow, which is Monday, and then they play Thursday. And then they play Thursday, Saturday, and then a few days off again. Demko faced a lot of high-danger chances tonight. Like I said, 19 high-danger chances, which is probably up there in the amount that the Canucks have allowed um, <laughs> like all year. Uh, I want to see if I can actually pull that up, if this uh, this website was better. Uh, can I just look at all of their games? No, I can't. Okay. I know I can. I just can't figure out how to do it. Oh, I can. Hold on. Hold. Everyone, hold on. Uh, I want to sort by high danger chances against. High danger chances against. Yeah, this was the most. All season. Oh, that's only at five on five. All strengths. Uh, high danger chances against. So this was the four tied for the fifth most all-season high-danger chances against for the Vancouver Canucks, uh, which is not great. Uh, they He faced 34 shots, 33 shots, stopped 31. But on the other hand, they have two days off after it, then they play two games two days apart, and then they have another few days off after that. If there was any time you could start a goalie on a back-to-back, per the schedule, this is one of the better times. However... New Jersey isn't that great, right? They lost 8-5 to Chicago on Friday, uh, but they're on a couple of days of rest. So it's it's really hard. It's really hard. I, I bet they go Halak. I wouldn't hate them going Demko, though. It's a tough one. It is a really, really tough question. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gus saying just got home in time to watch the two goals from the Rangers with the Canucks the better team throughout the game. guess I'll go out during games more often. Uh, they were not the better team in the first period. They were the better team in the second period. And the third period was kind of a mess. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think the Rangers were the better team for longer tonight. The Canucks just capitalized on more opportunities, uh, in this game. Um, Kai saying Demko played amazing, but please let's get some. Let's get Elias Petterson some real wingers. I love Hoaglander, but he barely plays more than twelve minutes. And Chaseon was okay, but he shouldn't be in the top nine. Pete needs to play more than fifteen minutes. True. Yeah, fifteen fifty. Uh, tonight for Elias Pettersson, uh, eleven seventeen for Hoaglander and sub ten minutes for Alex Chaseon. And I get why Chaseon's in the lineup but Dickinson out. Chason is a good piece to put in, and they don't want to mess with the Mott line but I still think what we saw from that, that Pedersen pod Coles and Hoaglander line, I think it worked pretty well, but then we're talking about sticking chase on with Horvat and Pearson. And that's kind of iffy Pearson played well tonight. Um, I don't know. It's tricky. The, the, the problem is you got to put chase on somewhere and there's a couple of lines that you don't want to mess with. Um, although yeah, I don't think he should be with Pedersen. So uh, I, yeah, I, I see why they put him there, but I don't think they should. I agree. Um, let's see here. Uh, Ducks are currently down 2-0 to the Islanders in the second period. Is that still true? Uh, Ducks, 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 2-0, end of the second. That is true. Uh, Agam's saying what more does Thatcher have to do to get a shutout? Well, tonight, make two more saves. Uh, and then the previous game make one more save. So that's what he needs to do. Um, Blitz saying suddenly we're only six points behind Vegas with same other games played. Am I crazy? They're four points behind Vegas. Is, is, am I, are you guys gaslighting me at this point? <laughs> the, at least Google says they're four points behind. Um, okay, there. then he says suddenly we're four points behind. Okay, okay. See, I, you're trying to mess with me. Uh, Austin saying we need Anaheim to lose today, right? Well, not really. I mean, Anaheim shouldn't be the bar, right? Anaheim the Anaheim, if the Canucks are going to make the playoffs, Anaheim Probably needs to be the sixth place team in the division. Um, so Anaheim's not really the bar. Um, so, and I don't think game 55 of the season is going to be the real difference maker. Uh, Nicole's saying, how many games are left? So the Canucks play 54. They have 28 remaining. So we're about two thirds, basically right on the two thirds mark of the season so far. And I'm saying, what's the Canucks team identifi- identity? The answer is goalie. True. Uh, time for hockey saying the, the John pond line is so awesome. I fully agree. They were great. Um, all right. Justin saying more evidence that shows you can't move Miller at the deadline, maybe next deadline, but yo to the team to give them the shot at making it with JT leading the charge. I, I hate that. I'm starting to sort of go on this, on this road because again, they can trade him next year, but the problem is that, you know, next year, do they, are they closer and then they lose them for nothing in two years? That's kind of tough, right? However, I'm also of the mind that JT Miller, without JT Miller, this team is basically, they're dead in the water. Um, which they kind of are anyways, right? So it's it's tricky. It's tricky. If you're trying to maximize value, it makes sense to trade them. If you want to go for a run, go for a run, right? Canucks coming in tonight with an 11% chance at making the playoffs. Um, and their odds to win this game uh, were at least for the athletic, about 50, 50, uh, just below 50%. So, although that that was expected was just starting to be the starter. So either way, um, the Canucks will move up to like 13%. If the ducks lose and the Oilers lost already, that probably goes up a little bit more, right? They might be around the 15% mark after this game. Uh, so again, the, the trade deadline is still three weeks away, right? There is still time. You can make the decision two and a half weeks from now, uh and you'll get a I, hopefully a clearer picture of where this team is hopefully they either go in a run or they fall apart and hopefully they're not still like one point out of the playoffs uh time for rocky saying Horvat hasn't been very good i don't think uh he has been the last couple of games tonight was not one of them uh i think he might have been the only the only forward in the minus column Yeah, uh, pog colson was as well but Horvat was a minus two the only goals he was on the ice for uh, were the two, uh, goals against, which is unfortunate, although neither of them were his fault, right? Uh, he just happened to be on the ice for them, but basically nothing go- going on really on the ice with him out there. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? Uh, Agam saying also the bro, Bo Brock and Niels have been very underwhelming this year. Um, the thing is, I, I don't think Hoaglander's been like bad. I think he's been kind of mad. And again, saw it's he's he's 20, 21, whatever. I'm not too worried, right? He had it again. If you take last year away and we say, oh, wow, Niels Hoaglander came into the league, you know, this year, uh, and sure, he's not great, but he was a second round pick, right? Like, we'd be we'd be pretty happy with how he's been, right? Uh, I mean, he's, he's gonna get he's gonna only get like probably 28 points, something along those lines this year, which isn't great. Um, but he overachieved last year, right? Um, the thing is, yeah, Horvat hasn't been excellent. Although I think he go like, again, I think as we get sort of into that playoff hockey, uh, and I'm not saying they're making the playoffs, but I'm saying like, as things get tighter and tighter towards the end of the season, I, I fully expect Horvat to, uh, to sort of turn on that captain mode, uh, that he did in the bubble, hopefully, uh, and then Besser, Besser's had Besser's played very smart hockey this year. I I don't think he's been I he's not been sort of his full self, right? He's not like ripping a bunch of pucks. Um, but he does play the game at a very high level. He's very smart. And I think he creates a lot of opportunities for the team. Um, Dimitri's big plus is that the Canucks are a positive goal differential. That is a good sign. Um, saying, I'm glad we beat the Rangers. Do we think we beat the Leafs on Saturday? man, the Leafs are so good. They, and I mean, they put up, they scored 10 goals last night. Sure. They allowed seven, but they scored 10 goals last night. The problem for them is goaltending right now. Jack Campbell has, was off to an unbelievable start in the season and he has fallen off a cliff in the last three months. Um, which is, which is really, you know, which really gives the Canucks opportunities against teams like that. Uh, because if they can score a bunch of goals, they have a goalie who can stop a bunch of goals, ideally. Uh, but I, I think they'll get outplayed by the Leafs, uh, and I think they their goaltending might bail them out. Uh, that's the that's the Canucks win condition in that game. Registrar just wants a Hoaglander goal. That is fair. Um uh, Karsten, are you confident with Halak in net tomorrow? No. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, And that's nothing against Halak. He has been a fine backup goalie. The problem is he is so streaky, right? He'll, he'll have a game where he will be lights out or he'll have a game where he'll allow three early and then be lights out. Um, he's got, he, he seems to, I, I think if the Canucks survive the first period without allowing a goal, then he'll be great. I think his first, I think he really needs to, I think he's used to being a starter, that I think he's cold, right? He comes into these games that he hasn't played in three weeks and he looks shaky for the first period and then he usually settles it out. So as long as the Canucks are still in this game after the first period, I think they're fine. But again, I I wouldn't hate seeing Demko in net tomorrow to be 100% honest. Agam saying, any thoughts on the Canucks having the lowest goals against average in the league since Bruce came in? I didn't know that. That's crazy. It doesn't seem like, does it seem like there's any change in the defense? Uh, the defense is playing a little bit better, but again, uh, I think goaltending has been better. The Canucks 5v5 play has been pretty similar to how it was before. Um, a big difference has been uh, penalty killing uh, has improved in some ways, but also like underlying numbers-wise, it hasn't. Um, however, their goaltending has gotten better <laughs> on the penalty kill, which is great. Um, I didn't, I, I don't know if that's true. That doesn't sound true. Cause I feel like the Canucks allow a lot of goals, but Hey, it might be, uh, they have won a lot of games in the last, uh, in the last few months. So it could be, um, Shannon saying, do you think they should play Demko in the three more road games? You only play Demko in the hard and good team. So I, again, I think you play them every time you can just back to backs for a little iffy. Um, but uh, if you, if you play them tomorrow, you're playing him in all the games, right? The Canucks don't have another back to back until March 19th, March 20th. So if that Halak trade is still something that Canucks are wanting to do, they, if they play Demco tomorrow, they can go another three weeks, um, without doing it again. I don't know if that's still on the table. I don't think he wants to wave his no move. Um, and if there's any team you want to put Halak in against New Jersey might be it. Uh, again, they've been scoring quite a bit lately. Uh, they put up six on the Penguins, eight on the black or five on the Blackhawks, um, seven on the Habs, seven on the blues. Like they've been on a, they've been scoring a lot of goals over the past two weeks, three weeks. Um, but I, they're not a great team. And so if that's a team that you want to, you know, they, they've only won 18 games this year. They're the bottom of the Metro. Uh, the only team worse than them is Buffalo and Ottawa in the, in the East. Um, so maybe that's an opportunity, but also you maybe say, hey, maybe it's not going to be a lot of shots against, so maybe you just play Demco anyways. Um, doo-doo-doo. Let's see here. Uh, Justin's saying that they do the belt on the road, they just don't show it. Okay. They got to get that social media game up. Um, Let's see what else we got. Uh, Justin saying, I feel like Mont Montlamico will get more opportunities to get the belt. while well, Lamacor has already had it. You it to Myers, uh, for a strong game. Um, and cause he's unlikely to get it again. Well, that's, that's not a great reason, but okay. That is uh, that is fair. Um, uh, Lalji, Safarhan Lalji saying, Boudreaux said in all likelihood, Halak starts tomorrow. In all likelihood, that means it's still up in the air, but probably, um, hello, King Kino. Welcome. Um, King Kino says thanks. I'll hope we make the playoffs. Times for the Ducks and Oilers to lose. I agree. You know the playoffs would be so fun. Think of how fun these would be if the Canucks are winning playoff games. Um, you know we get 500 people in here again, like we did against that one Blue Jackets game. That would be sweet. Um, hey, we're at 200 in here tonight, though. So thank you guys very much for uh, for hanging out. been saying I find Hamidic does a lot of turnovers. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong. They actually didn't credit him with a giveaway tonight, which is crazy because he sure had one. Uh Ryan saying, if we kept the squad together, at least the main pieces, do you think this is a playoff team next year with a whole season under this management? I think it's probably a playoff team. And remember, we thought this team was a playoff team coming in, right? Coming into the season, and they heavily underperformed. Uh their top players were all slumping except JT Miller. Um, Demko was the only real bright spot. Um and now they have new coaching, new management. And they're playing better. I think they are worse than their record shows for the last three months. I think they are better than they were for the first three months. Right? We're about six months. Are we six months in the season? Yeah, we are. Five months, I guess. Yeah, five months in the season. Whatever. Um, the first two months were bad. Um. So I I think this is probably a. Playoff team, right? Maybe a team that's that's squeaking into the playoffs, which is what we thought this team was going to be at the start of the season, and, and I think that's that's kind of fair. The problem is they have no prospects really coming up. They don't have a lot of draft capital, right? They they don't have they don't have any reason to get better, right? They they're, they don't have any upward trajectory. If this is the team, then this is the team. So you can keep them together. You can probably be in the playoff conversation again next year, but that's not the goal, right? The goal is to win the cup. And again, I don't think this is the team that's doing that. I think there's some big changes that need to be made. Um, I don't know if you want to just write another year off, uh, and not work towards that as everyone gets another year older, uh, JT Miller hits unrestricted free agency, things along those lines. So I think, uh, I think they probably are, are in the conversation that would answer your question. Uh, Let's see here. Edmund saying, "I love how Petey continues point streak. He made get close to sixty-six points again. Yeah, what is he at now? Because he got his seventeenth goal of the season, so he's at thirty-eight points in fifty-four games, which is which is what thirty-eight times fifty-four divided by eighty-two. Nah, I did that wrong. Eighty-two over fifty-four. So that's a fifty-eight point pace. So that's not like a great season for Pedersen, right?" But it's not like tragically bad considering how bad it started, <laughs> right? Uh, he's he's putting up some great numbers right now. And if he can keep that up, then yeah, maybe he does get close to that 66 point mark, right? If he's able to be, you know, close to a point per game player like he was in his first three seasons, basically, uh, for the remainder of this season, which doesn't seem like too hot a take. That's another 28 points, which would get him to what, 66 on the money? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Brad Clarkson saying the big plus is Demko's contract. What a steal for a few more years. You're not wrong, Brad. That, uh, that is a stupid cheap contract. Uh, f- four more years at 5 million bucks a year for a goaltender who's going to be probably on the outskirts of Vesna conversations for those few years, right? Like if he's if he's a top 10 goalie, which he clearly is for the next few years, right? Sure, he might not win Vezinas, right? There's guys like Shostorkin out there and, and there's a bunch of really good goalies in the league, right? Vasilevsky's still a thing. Um, but uh, if you have a guy who's in the conversation, maybe getting a couple votes every year, you are in a really good spot, especially at a five million dollar cap hit. Uh, and I'm saying, are you willing to shell out seven point five to Brock after this season? So that would be the one year qualifying offer. Uh, It is not the minimum the Canucks can offer him. So what they can do is they could negotiate now, right, and they could say, hey, instead of one, because that seven point five would be for one year, right? So they could say, hey, we'll give you five years at six and a half or six, right? I don't know what the number would be. Uh, you, you offer a longer term. And then if he hasn't signed by July one, or it's like, yeah, I guess July one, June 30th, maybe it is. I don't know exactly when it is this year. If it's got moved around, like it had last year. Um, then you have to qualify him to prevent him from becoming an unrestricted free agent. So you'd have to offer him that one year at 7.5 million but he doesn't have to accept it. You could then still go and say, okay, well, you're, you're still non restrictor You're still a restricted free agent. And we're going to keep talking around maybe this six year, five year deal that we have in the works for you. Cause if I'm Brock Besser, you know, maybe he would rather have, you know, some more like five years at uh, a lower number than one year at the higher number. Right. So they have to offer him one by 7.5. And if that's not, if that's what Brock Besser wants, then that's what he can get. Um, otherwise they can, they can still negotiate other things. They don't have to give them 7.5. Um, let's see here. Um, Cordell. I think that's a new name in here saying it's great to see some periods of the game. We're playing the right way to carry momentum. It still baffles me when things change like parts of the third. Yeah. Hockey is a very momentum driven game and, and you know, the analytics community will tell you momentum doesn't exist and things like that. And and there's a lot of things I agree with the uh, analytics community on. That's not one of them. Um, and again, that might be very broad generalization on my part, but still, um, yeah, it is, it is crazy seeing how things shift from period to period, right? The Rangers dominated the first, the Canucks dominated the second, the Rangers were a bit of the better team in the third, uh, but the Canucks won, uh, cause of that second period for the most part, cause it kept the Rangers off the board and it created a four, nothing lead. Uh, yeah, things swing a lot in games. And I mean, we had that game where the Canucks were down five, nothing to the ducks and they scored four goals in the third period. Right. Things are things are crazy in this league. I, I mean, last night the or was it last night or two nights ago? The Leafs. I guess I think it was last night. Yeah, the Leafs get allow. we up seven two and they almost lost. It's uh, it's a fun. It is a fun sport. Uh, Brandy saying, I'm not sure if you noticed the Canucks are now plus one goal differential. I did call that out. Thank you though. Um, let's see here. Jason saying, any prospects have your attention other than Rathbone? No, not really. The other names that you could bring up are like Klimovich. Again, I, I'm I'm I thought he was good in training camp. I'm not like I'm not projecting him to be a second line player though. He could he has he has a shot though. Uh, everyone sort of overvalues prospects, and I'm very guilty of that. So I'm trying to be a little bit more level headed. Uh, Linus Carlson is tearing it up in the Swedish league right now. Right, he might be able to step in late in the season. Um, you know, if the Canucks are on a playoff push late in the season, they can, they can sign a guy like Linus Carlson on a cheap contract and have him come up. Uh, he's got 19 goals in the Swedish league this year, uh, his first year, or I guess his sort of second year in the SHL he's been, he's been great up there. He could be a good depth piece, uh, sort of in that final push. Uh, well that's kind of it, right? Uh, Jordan saying is Horvath still gonna be the captain in seven years if he is still here. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they're stripping him of the captaincy, uh, or anything like that. Um, uh, I think we'll take a couple more. I'm kind of on a roll here right now. Um, Cordell also saying more speed and effort you need to, to take the next step. Yeah, there is a lot of slow players. Got to stock the covers, not get caught up in this season or next. That's fair. And again, that's sort of the ba- uh, the drum I've been I've been banging over the last couple months. But again, I like fun hockey, so. You know, people, you can dangle the, ooh, playoffs in front of me. And I get excited. I'm like, ooh, let's, okay. (laughs) Give playoffs. Let's play playoff game. Um, Although that might be silly. Uh, It's easy for me to, I just want to, I want to see fun hockey. I'm tired. I'm tired of losing. Uh, Mr. Andy on the same boat. uh, For sure. Uh, Anything else that I want to take here? Um, well, let's see. Oh, I'm also calling out Aiden McDonough. That is a good point. I, I didn't think of him. Um, but again, like these are guys that in, in other systems, they're, they're not a top five prospect probably. Right. Um, uh, maybe McDonough is, but still it's, uh, the Canucks haven't been drafting a lot lately, right? They've been, they've been trading a lot of picks. Um, and, and that, that's just how it works. Uh Matt's saying that uh, the coach gave Pod Colson some love post game. I am I'm glad to hear that. I, I think Pod Colson played a pretty solid game tonight. Uh he was grinding, he was throwing the body around a little bit. I don't know if he got credited with any hits. Uh he got credited with Pod Colson one hit. Uh I just noticed him working hard tonight. Um so I think it was a pretty solid game. RP saying that Bruce said Halak is in net next game. How do I think he'll do? Again, I said earlier, if he if if the first period goes well, I think he'll do great. Uh, I think he's a very good second and third period goalie. Uh, and I think he has really shaky starts that have had some issues for this team. Uh, Marjorie's saying, am I planning on going to any games the next couple of weeks? I never plan to go to games. I usually decide to go to them day of like four o'clock. I'll just look at tickets if they're cheap and I want to go, I'll go. Um, so I have nothing planned, uh, but they do play quite a few home games over the next Couple of weeks. And with that, I'm going to wrap up. Thank you guys very much for joining. I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Canucks play the Devils at 4 30. So, again, about a 7 o'clock start for the show tomorrow night. Um, thank you if, for those who subscribed and who have joined. Uh, some new faces in here tonight. Hit that like button if you haven't already. Um, and there's a membership option down below. Uh, shout out to all of my members as always. Uh, I do appreciate uh, all of you a ton. Um, and with that, I'm going to wrap up by saying uh, thank you very much. I think I already said that, but have a good night and I will see you tomorrow.